For the C.J. Morgan Show, I mean, one, it's my 15-year anniversary being here. More importantly, a lot of fun stuff to do. Emily, Matt, both going to be in the house very soon. Plus, it's Ham Benefit Day. That's right. You really want to stay the music capital of the world? Do something about it. Help out our local musicians with Ham Benefit Day. It's the Health Alliance for Austin Musicians. And uh, you can donate right now. You can give money. Actually help so you can go out and see more exciting, fun, live music. Screw you, Nashville! We're not going to let another city take over for us. Uh, donate to Ham today, 101X.com. Also at the website, while you're at 101X.com, another fun thing we're doing this evening, a little secret, super special 101X session. It's a listener appreciation party uh, all the way from the other side of the globe. Uh, we've got in town Capitol Theater. They're going to do an intimate 2-3 song set here at the radio station. We're going to have some St. Arnold's. We're going to have some Jack Daniels. We're going to have some snacks. And uh, you, a very small select group. Uh, you want to attend that? Register now, 101x.com. Again, donate to Hand Benefit Day, uh, 101x.com. Pop over to our X session page and register to come hang out with me at a special listener appreciation party a little later on today. In the meantime, let's get to this program, the CJ Morgan Show. Would you try an everything but the bagel cookie? And now it's time for Emily's social cues. on the radio. It's Social Cues welcoming Emily back to the program to discuss the most important part about radio, the internet. Yep. Uh, have you heard of crumble before, CJ? Or have you tried a crumble cookie? Yes. Okay. So if you don't know, if you're not a crumble expert and a cookie expert like me, crumble... Aficionado of the sweet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, somebody who does not care about calories. Uh, crumble actually has, I believe there are three or more new flavors every single week that they come out with which is really cool and unique and that's why people go to crumble that's all why the it's time. the big thing yeah yeah and they have the pink box and they open the pink box and it has all the fun little cookies um i believe last week they released a new cookie and it's an everything but the bagel cookie with cream cheese frosting and if you don't know what everything but the bagel is it's the no seasoning that they put on top of an everything bagel so what that's like poppy seeds garlic uh sometimes uh capers yeah um, like basically everything except for the bagel so this is going to be like a sweet and savory, savory cookie. cookie and uh, i have a clip here of some of the crumble cookie creators trying it for the first time and even they were a little bit like uh. <laughs> they're eating it they're all making oh. kind of gross faces yep not fans yeah uh. <coughs> oh, <sorry>. they're silent a <laughs> <laughs> little bit of coffee no, it's yeah it's like garlicky and then it's like sweet sweet it kicks it yeah okay, wait, wait. I, I like it the funny part is the lady that's filming that's obviously some social media person or like the owner, she's like, 
I like it. And the three cooks in the back are like, uh, it tastes like garlic and onion. Now, here's the key question. <laughs> Did they throw some salmon on it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, some locks. Will right? really change it. Yeah. No, there's been people on TikTok that have been trying this cookie. And some people are like, oh, this is amazing. This is awesome. And then the other people are like, ew, this is trash. I never throw away their cookies. But this is the one that I, I can't stand. Um, so and the internet's uh, very up in arms about this, is. which is good because we wouldn't be talking about it otherwise, no, right? No, no, exactly. I kind of want to try it. Now, I don't I don't know if they have it in store anymore, but I love cream cheese so Same, much. right here. So much. I just eat, I could eat it out of the package. It's disgusting. I'm definitely from Wisconsin and one of those like white women that like dairy. Hey, <laughs> cream cheese is also a staple of some very Texas things. When I think of cheesecake, yeah. when I think of stuffed jalapenos, stuffed True. quail, stuffed anything, yeah. you stuff it with cream cheese because it just, it holds better when you, when you cook and melt it. I love it. Let me tell you what I don't. I'm going to give you a hot lock tip real quick. Okay. Uh, back in the day, I took a girl I was dating. We did a beach trip, and I was like, oh, Sunday morning before we leave and drive back home, we're going to go to the beach, and we're going to do a little breakfast together. Cute. And she loves luck. So I got the salmon, smoked salmon, the capers, the bagels, the cream cheese, made a whole spread. Let me tell you what what absolutely drives creatures crazy on the beach is uh, salmon and bread. Like, we were swarmed <laughs> by, like, nasty, like cozy. Oh, it was bad. We could, we could not, like, actually eat and have our little, like, meal. I hope uh, they didn't I leave we you any uh, a seasoning from the sky either. Oh, I'm sure they did. We, we had to escape <laughs> to the car and then eat in there. Not, oh. not so romantic when you're being attacked by those trash birds. Yeah, no. Um, and I can only imagine trying to bring out on everything but the bacon cookie at like it's gonna have the opposite reaction the birds are not gonna want this one no oh there you go hot tip if you're going to the beach yeah take this bagel nobody will want it or cookie ah see i'm confused maybe your kid doesn't need to excel Matt Bearden's here for the parent pickup. All the parents or people that just want knowledge, uh, what you got? Yeah, you know, I'm always looking for things that would be interesting to families or anybody out there. I noticed this, and I missed it when it happened a month ago. This was just south of Dallas. Um, There were two coaches that were teaching kind of like middle school age kids football. There was a game going on. The coaches were in a disagreement over how refs were calling something. It resulted in one of the coaches pulling out a semi-automatic handgun, shooting the other coach several times, and he died. God, that's horrible. It's really horrible. It's not a common occurrence, but what is becoming more common is these videos we see of coaches fighting, kids fighting, People in the stands fighting. fighting, the breaths, yeah. And I don't think that that's teaching our kids any of the lessons we want them to learn through organized sports. And, and this isn't just about sports. It's about... How much we push our kids to do something with all of their time. Uh, A friend of ours recently called and she said, how are you dealing with this stress of having to go here, having to go here, and that your kids are involved with stuff until it's seven? And I'm like, we're not. not. We're probably not great parents. But one of the things is that I think there's a real advantage, and my wife is a huge proponent of this, to downtime, like free time. Absolutely. Doing nothing. Uh, I was a kid who... Stayed pretty busy when I was younger. I, I don't think unguided 
and unending free time is necessarily a good thing. It's like structure is important. You and I both suffer from depression, and when you have no schedule and no structure, it feeds back into that. It really yeah. gets into a loop of you not getting anything done. And I don't think abandoning your child to the internet is also the next solution. But there is a lot to be said, and you can go online, you can find tons of articles by different psychiatrists saying, hey, look, kids need, there's a real advantage uh, for them just having downtime. Think of how important it is for you, working all week, to have some actual real Just to sit. Yeah. We're not great parents. I wish we could be. (laughs) It's the other parents, and I think, damn, I wish I could be them. But I think we do a few things right, and like this weekend... I ended up spending some time with family, and we found this really dumb game called clickbait, where you like basically have to come up with a slogan for an, an a thing, a, a made up material item. Right? It was boring to me. I hated it. But guess what? My kids they, they loved probably it. loved it, and, and it's, it's it was kind of dumb. And here's the thing: my son is just anxious to do anything like that. He had a blast. My daughter. It's in middle school, and I don't know if you've been around a middle school or lately or if you can remember middle school, but middle school sucks, sucks, and you hate the world because of it, right? And the last thing you can do, the last thing that's ever cool, is smiling or enjoying yourself around family or friends. Correct. Now, you can't do that at all. But here's the thing. My daughter forgot she was around family, and she forgot she was around her parents, and she accidentally had a really good time. Once she realized she was having a good time, it panicked her. <laughs> it panicked her. But there wasn't, you know, it's way easier after something like that than to say, hey, but you have to work on homework now. Or you need to do, like, to send somebody off into something structured when they're in a good mood Helps. is way easier to do than someone's come home from school and the first thing you say to them is, is your homework done? Is your room clean? Have you gotten this done? Do you have this done for next week? It's just more and when more When you can stress. relax and wind down and you brought up the sporting analogy and that seems to be growing up in Texas, one of the biggest things is you are always expected, boy or girl, to be in some kind of sport yep. year round. Yep. And it sucks. And I think one of the best things that my dad let me do, because he, he pushed me because he didn't want me to quit because I hated running. I was lazy. Um, I liked sports, but I remember when I was wrestling after a while, I was like, I really don't like this, Dad. I was like, because when you wrestled, you had to go on meets that took two hours to drive there. You weren't with a team playing. I thought the, you loved meets. Uh, wrestling with the meets. But I, when I told him that, he was like, you know what? All right. And it freed up. Uh, you know, the rest of my year, no more weekends of waking up at 5 a.m. to drive to Altus, Oklahoma to go wrestle for all day long in tournaments. And it was just really freeing to, like, let me. Well, you know, I was a little troublemaker. I probably well, set some houses on fire. I also want to let you in on a secret that. that you don't know yet because you don't have kids. But your dad encouraged you to do that. Then you he got probably hated it, too. You got into those weekend meets, and all of a sudden he was like, oh, crap, I don't want to do any of this stuff. <laughs> the better I was, the more crap we had to do. Yeah, it's like that and South so when you quit, episode. he was like, thank God I get my beer drinking time back. It's speaking of, too, if we don't learn how to downtime, um, we build up so much stress, and I can't think but help but think that it plays into so many of my friends who now you know, have problems with uh, depression or anxiety or anger or drinking problem or a pill problem or a wine problem or whatever because we never in our generation you know, knew how to wind down without a distraction, something like that. Yeah. 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 He's like the store brand of funny. C.J. Morgan. Morgan on 101X. Let's fill that void.
Emily explains it all. Usually uh, some hot, cool, cute tips, but instead... We're getting right to it. The depths <laughs> of the emptiness we feel. Oh, yeah. How about it, Emily? Okay. <clears throat> Being a human is hard, and sometimes it isn't easy. But uh, not only does a spoonful of sugar make the medicine go down, but so does keeping yourself preoccupied until the end of time. And yeah, I know. I'm sorry. This is kind of a, a depressing thing. But, you know, let's let's talk about things that can get you that you can do to get you through a day that makes it, you know, a little bit more exciting. So uh, I'll be honest. I, I don't know why, but I've been going through it. Well, I do know why, but there's a lot of reasons why I've been going through it. It's been hard. It's been tough. And being a human is so hard like and like growing up and having to deal with all of these things so I feel like a lot of the time especially with somebody who like I spent 80% of my day alone because I'm single like I have a roommate but she's also busy doing her own thing so it's like I eat all my meals alone I like do it I do whatever and the only time that I'm around people is at work or whenever I push myself to like go out and socialize so when you're in that situation you're at home you're thinking you're in your thoughts and sometimes I just forget how to entertain myself. It's so difficult. If you know what I mean? I completely agree with you. And, and I'm glad you brought this subject in because it's been at the core of my life for maybe the last year or two. Um, and we'll, we're going to get to your uh, your tips and your suggestions for how to fill the void because it is an important thing. Yeah. And I have video games and Legos, but sometimes that's not enough. And where I've always filled the void in my life is with drinking alcohol. Oh, yeah. Um, because when I get home at 7 o'clock and I'm bored, and more so when I was single, but I would be like, oh, what am I going to do tonight? Oh, I'll run to Nomad Bar. I'll sit at a bar, and I'll just have an adventure talking with people. Same yeah. with, like, I live by Mr. Tramps. I'll go sit at the bar. The bartenders know me. I'll Sometimes I won't even drink alcohol, but I'll just talk with people. And then two, three hours, if you are drinking, a lot of hours have just completely gone by you're suddenly like oh i had a fun night i had an adventure i went out and did something i talked to people but in the reality of my situation is with with alcoholism and with drinking it's not solving anything it's no. only it's only um avoiding the void yes. it's it's yes. hiding from it and that's same i'll it's say like with filling taking edibles the void with sand you know yeah <laughs> it's it's bad it's not good because uh God, you it's so easy to get bored with yourself. It really is. And like I said, like as somebody who is single and and you know, doesn't really I'm at that you weird You don't have kids, no, you don't have a yard I don't have to many mow. many responsibilities besides just to going garden. home. And then I also just don't have a lot of money to always be doing something and it's and because my schedule is so different from a majority of 24-year-olds being that I work a lot and that I can get up early and I go to bed early, it's like I have to figure out how to entertain myself. So let's come back on Emily Explains and figure out Sounds how good. we fill the void. It's Emily Explains It All. And today, Emily's explaining how do we fill the void? What is the <laughs> void exactly, Emily? The void is when you're that tiny little portion or longer portion of your day or your weekend or your week or your month or your year where you're alone and, and you, don't you don't know, know what, what to, to do. do. And often, in my case, if I turn to drinking, it leads to 
other problems yes. of basically just covering that up. Or if you sit on the couch watching TV or bed, yeah. you get depressed yes. because you didn't do anything and yes. you literally did not get sun or activity. Yep. So that's the void. Emily, how do we fill it? Um. So this is all coming from somebody who is an extrovert, by the way. So when the void hits, the void, the void hits. So hopefully my tips can help you. Um, what I did recently to help me fill the void was... I the number one thing that helps me is to get myself out of the house. And it can Good be just call. for like the littlest things, the smallest things. Um just because once you sit and stare at a room for so long, you're you're over it. You're yeah. done. There's nothing else to do. You feel like you've accomplished everything in that room. Or in my case, if I'm in this voidy mess, my apartment's a mess. My par- apartment is gross and you know, it's okay if I don't have the energy to clean it then. Let me go and reset and go outside and go do something else. And then so you'll that come back to your depression nest and you'll be like, oh, I need to pick up. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. why I love running errands. I hate it. Yes. But I run to Target, run to get food, run yeah. to get this, this or that. Yeah. I recently decided I woke up one morning really early and, and anxious and said, hey, I'm just going to go to the farmer's market like by myself. So that's a good activity. I went to the farmer's market by myself. Now, did I spend nine dollars on some luxury pickles? Yeah, $9 yeah. for luxury pickles? Yes, I did. But did I go home and get really excited that I had these luxury sure. pickles um, to put in my re- fridge? Retail therapy is a real thing, <laughs> yeah. but I think the more important part is it's getting you out of the house right yes, now. exactly. And I got to see people be out in the sun. Uh, the next one is, this is going to sound gross, but when you get to this level, it makes sense. Just do something to make yourself feel clean. Because I know everybody has been there where it's so hard to take care of yourself. Yeah, I didn't shower Friday through until this morning. Yes, exactly. And it's because it's hard. I was at home alone and just had a depression nest and Mm -hmm. filled the void with drinking, which is bad. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, washing your face. Washing your face. And it's just like make a goal to do one thing. I, I read somewhere that you should really invest in something like I don't know, like a mouthwash, because not that you should only mouthwash your your. But teeth, it'll help. My therapist. But it'll help. It's, it's something. My therapist it's more also than suggests changing the temperature by putting a cool wash rag on your neck, or sometimes yeah. using icy hot. For me, kind of just does something. What's the next yes. tip to avoid the void? Uh, the next tip is um, go and. Make sure you're going to feed yourself properly. Have unprotected properly. sex with a stranger. No, no, no. Oh, that, no? That'll no temporarily fill a void, okay, but yeah, not but the void that gonna, you're looking for It'll to fill. often yes. make it deeper and worse. <laughs> Never mind. Yes. Uh, but try to get excited about food, even though it's tough. I really like to go to Trader Joe's, and I'll just walk around Trader Joe's, snack. and I'll be like, oh my gosh, this is a fun little cute snack. That'll be fun. I'll bring it home, and I'll eat this, because I hate... I hate cooking when I'm stuck in the void. I hate thinking of having to clean dishes and having to do any of that. Yeah. But if you go out, you go to a grocery store, you plan something. It's like, oh, I saw this recipe online that looked fun or looked weird. Like, let me try it. Then it gets you to do something. And, and that, it gives you pleasure eating yeah, eating It knocks food. off like two hours of your, of yeah. your day because you have to go grocery shop for it. And then you have to come home and cook it. So that's always nice. Uh, and then the final thing that I personally did to fill the void <laughs> is 
Buy a dark and depressing video game. (laughs) Okay. um, I recently purchased Dead by Daylight, which is like a first-person survival horror game where you run away from a bunch of... So so, the game is so dark and depressing that it makes you be like, hey, things aren't that bad. Things aren't that bad. I'm not stuck in a forever purgatory running away from, I don't know... uh, My own brain. Yeah, running away from Mike Myers or anything. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my tips. I don't know if they were really that helpful and if they were more depressing than anything else, but I believe Mainly get out of the house. Yes. I believe that all of us can get out of the void and that it's okay to sometimes be in the void. Big news from Disney. They're about to get a lot of your bucks. (laughs) Yep. And now it's time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that... That I'm a nerd. It's the Nerd Report. Disney just had their big D23 conference. Emily, what are we getting in our inboxes on our streaming (laughs) platforms in movie theaters? Uh, What are we going to be paying all our hard-earned cash to go see? Man, well, the mouse has spoken. Um, There are are so many new... Announcements made at the D23 uh, Expo. Side note, fun fact, I have a friend that actually went to the Expo and dressed up as Max and uh, his girlfriend from the Goofy movie. Okay. Hey, good throwback. Yeah, I know. Very cute, right? Uh, But anyways... There were so many things to talk about that I'm just going to kind of speed through my favorites or the ones that stuck out to me. Yesterday on the Nerd Report, we talked about Willow. That's one of the new things that I'm excited for. But the rest of this, I have zero clue. No idea. I have nothing. So give it to me, Emily. Well, one of the latest updates was on the Percy Jackson series. Did you ever watch the Percy Jackson? No. uh, No? None of it? Did you, None of you it. didn't read the books I, or anything? Nope. That I, know, was, I know of it. That's the best. Yeah. The Lightning Thief was probably more of like my generation. Um, it's basically about these kids that are half bloods, meaning that ha- they are like born half with like the Greek gods. So one of them is like half the son of Zeus and one of them is whatever. But they're like, they think they're normal humans. They go to this camp. They have to fight these monsters, stuff like that. They made a movie years ago and it was awful. And then they tried to make a second one, and it was Didn't terrible. Happen. So they just really disappointed the entire franchise and all of the fans. But they just released that Disney's going to try their hand at it and create a series for Camp Half-Blood. And people loved the casting, things like that. So that's exciting if you enjoy that. I know there's a bunch of Marvel news that's okay. happening, too. Give me the biggest. Oh, gosh. I know um, you're not as Marvel as I am. Yeah, see, that's a little tough. <laughs> okay, well, what about Star Wars? What can you give me Star Wars? I know you know I love my see, Star Wars. See, this is funny. I said that I was doing this report to things that stuck out to me. <laughs> and then I'm asking you and about... you're asking okay. things. Okay, every Star Wars movie... they. Talk Talk about every Star Wars movie and TV release set for 2022 and beyond. So it's a giant list. Um, that's more stuff. I don't know. There's I like know a they, Halloween werewolf Marvel think, special happening. I think Ahsoka is one of the ones we're going to get to see. Mandalorian season three okay, okay. reunites uh, reunites Mondo and Grogu. Mando. See, Mando. I, see, this is Mando. why the Star Wars news is for you. <laughs> Not me. But more in that, there's going to be a brand new Pixar film, which I love Pixar films. I love animation. Who doesn't? Yeah. It's just, it's so fun. It's called Elemental.
Elemental, and it's about a like flame girl and like a water boy and like unrequited love or something. I don't really know, but all I know is there used to be a game that all of us uh, in my gen used to play called Cool Math Games, and there was a game that was exactly like that. So Disney is just uh, (laughs) taking Cool Math Games concept and turning it into their own thing. Plus, there's an Inside Out sequel, which I loved Inside Out as well. Did you ever see Inside Out? Nope. That's the one about Ma'am. the people talking in the girl's head, like all the emotions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one makes a me cry. A little darker, a little oh, more yes. like, okay, yeah, oh, now I know what you're talking about. it makes me cry. And one of the biggest things, too, um, that was brought up that stirred a lot of people's New Goofy pots, movie? I wish. I know, wouldn't that be man, cool? Man, I... If I got a to live do action an, goofy movie, if I heard the live action rendition of Eye to Eye, I would be so excited. Uh, no, there is a new live action Little Mermaid with oh yeah Haley Bailey's Haley Bailey of Haley and Haley Chloe Bailey. fame, correct? Um, and she's going to be Ariel. And there were a lot of mixed reviews because of her skin color, yeah, which yeah. is. In my opinion, at very this point, ridiculous. it doesn't matter. It's an actor. It's a mermaid. No. And and the the clip that that they showed is just her singing a little section of part of your world or part of my world or whatever it is. Yeah. And just by those five Emily, seconds. Oh, sorry. What? Under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> wow, I can't believe you got the real clip here. Thank I know. you, CJ. Look at that. So good. Uh, but after like just listening to the first five seconds of of her singing. In this tiny little clip, I was like, well, okay, it's obvious that they hired her because she's an amazing singer. Yeah. And that's the whole reason that Ariel is who she is, is because she's a great singer. Yeah. And then Ursula comes and is like, I'm going to take your voice and you're going to get legs. And she and- just sings a song about her name, though. <laughs> that's the only one I remember her singing. Well, I, no, wait. Want to be part of your world? Yeah, I'm part wrong. of your world. Anyhow, yeah, yeah. Anyway, lots of new Disney stuff. Exciting! Oh, 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 can't wait. You're welcome. Oh, give me your money. One oh one X Alternative Austin. Now with CJ Morgan. My bestie has a hobby, and she's actually really good at it. It's the leftovers. If Emily has something she didn't talk about on the Morning X, she delivers it on a platter to the CJ Morgan Show. Now I'm curious about this because I tried to make my own business. I've tried many times throughout yeah. my career, and it all it never works. So you have a friend that actually is successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, teach me. Yeah, arguably, uh, not even an argument. My best friend in the entire universe. I kind of call her my sister, actually. Uh, her name is Olivia, and she moved. She has a kid, and she's like a stay-at-home mom, and uh, she moved away from all of her family for her her husband's job. So it's been kind of a rough few years for her because, you know, it's been hard. She's really shy and introverted, and it's been a lot of me trying and to push her. And it's just tough to be away from yeah. friends and family. And it's also tough trying to raise a kid. Um, so they she, are nightmares. She has a two-year-old son, and for some reason she decided like over a year ago to just pick up crocheting and she decided you know what i'm gonna try you know he needs some more toys and i don't really have a lot of money so being it's easier a to, to make something so i'm gonna try to make something and, she, and it takes up a lot of time yep and so she taught herself how to crochet these cute little toys and she's gotten just amazing um i think she has right now 618 followers on instagram 
which she's only had her Instagram for a couple of months. And she's doing like little pattern giveaways. She has an Etsy shop now. Oh, that's um, so cute. And how she kind of made herself known was, you know, that app next door. Yeah. Where it's just neighbors Smart. can talk to each other. She would post on next door and say, hey, if there's anybody that needs gifts for like a new baby or something. I make these crocheted animals and I can crochet like initials onto them or anything like that. So she was getting all these like little suburban moms that are like, oh my gosh, honey, so cute. my daughter-in-law is about to have a child in two weeks and I haven't gotten anything. So that's where she got her start from. And it's handmade. So it's more from and the it's heart. Handmade, and it's so, so cute. And I'm so proud of her. And she's really excited and happy about it. And I haven't seen her this excited and happy about it since, like, obviously she, you know, birthed so she's, a child. She's so. making some actual dough off Etsy, which yeah. I, I tried to sell my art on Etsy and realized very quickly that it is. It's hard. It's hard. Not yeah. just that, but, like, I sold a couple pieces and was excited about it. But the shipping cost to like sh- to wrap and ship art mm-hmm. almost negated. It it did negate any profit I made. And you so have some I've, pretty big pieces. I have some very big heavy pieces that are diff- that are like put together in a very weird way to where it creates a cool optical illusion. Yeah. But putting that bad boy in a box and shipping it not worth it. I think so. I, I mean, just I just completely stopped trying to promote it after that, and I just keep it as now an archive for. Me to be like, oh, I painted this. Have you ever thought about selling them at like a market? Because that's where I'm trying to get her to do is I'm trying to get her to push herself to like go to a farmer's market or like something like that and sell her pieces. I have. But here's the big difference with like art um, is if I had a bunch of smaller, like simple pieces. Sure. But I have these gigantic pieces that Mm -hmm. I want to price for what I feel like they're uh, they're worth. So a lot. And so a lot. Yeah. I, I have a friend that does like resin art and yeah. it's very similar. Like she does custom things. She puts bugs and flowers and yeah. all this really cute stuff. And she makes a lot at market. She does jewelry, but it's all small, affordable things. I feel like at those markets, you can go and if you have things that you're selling for five, twenty, thirty dollars, that's a market thing. That's yeah. what people come to expect to spend at something. I don't think people are going to want to spend two hundred dollars or more on my crappy artwork. Well, uh, I mean, you never know. But yeah. I've also had trouble with people like in those situations. They just try to lowball, and it's like, why did I come sweat in the sun all day just to like have? Something somebody that, try to sell it or somebody try to buy for, it for like 50 for, bucks. Yeah, for yeah. what it cost me to buy the frames yeah. and paint. Yeah. Um, so it's it's tough. But with your friend, I feel like she'd be perfect for markets because my buddy Carissa, uh, she quit her job in radio and now just full time does her Etsy her uh, and markets. And she makes money. She makes a living doing that. That's fu- two kids that's as really well. Fun. So I think your friend. Yeah, you got to encourage her. The markets are a good place. No, I, I think they are, too. I'm, Should I take I'm my honestly... Legos and try to sell them? OK, you know, that would make a lot of money, right? Maybe. But it's a there's a big secondary market for this. So it's hard. And I have trouble getting rid of stuff. Maybe you and my friend can do a collab with your Legos and her little her little bears. You can set up little uh, um, scenes for them. Little dioramas. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. And then place them in there. But uh, but yeah. Do, should I should I shout out her? Yeah. Insta? yeah give a shout out to her. Insta. Oh, this is so. Yeah. This is my, this is my bestie. So dough. you guys better be nice to her. OK, so uh, her her Instagram for this is lives fuzzy friends. L.I. V.S. because her name's Olivia, L-I-V-S, Fuzzy Friends. Um, please add her. And if you want anything, I bet she'll ship it to you or whatever. 
drop my name. Tell her, tell her that I'm a good friend. That I, oh, I look, sent you there. These look cute. I love it. I Aren't love it. So I love cute? it. So cute. Well done. Robo taxis are on their way. What exactly is that? Well, GM's cruise service is expanding, and they're coming to Austin. So we might be seeing robo taxis on the street by the end of the year, according to KXAN. After General Motors' uh, self-driving car company announced that uh, they want to expand, they're going to be bringing robo taxis to here. Uh, Cruise is a San Francisco startup that General Motors bought out about six years ago. And they told uh, their group of investors, hey, baby, we're going to Austin. Why not? Everyone from California is coming here, too, man. Now, scooters, that's annoying. That's frustrating. I hate the damn scooters. Ah, self-driving autonomous vehicles I'm still on the fence about. What do you think? 512-835-1015, by the way. Uh, this could be something beneficial because human error does cause a lot of the wrecks and the things that we see happening, I mean, geez, if you're driving around downtown, the chance of gear getting rear-ended, pretty high. People are on their phones, they're not paying attention. The robots, they can do it better, but can they do it yet? I don't know. Uh, my entire thing about any kind of autonomous vehicle is if it's on a rail and it can't go over a certain speed, I'm all for it. But for cars driving around on their own... I don't know. That's creepy. Plus, uh, what kind of awkward, drunken conversation can I have? None. My Lyft driver, I can yap their ear off all night long about my annoying crap. Uh, Robo taxis again, probably going to be here by the end of the year. The way it works, very similar to uh, a Lyft or an Uber or any kind of rideshare service. You have an app, you order it, it comes to a specific area, picks you up, you get in, it takes you uh, home. Uh, in regulatory discussions earlier this month, Cruz revealed that it did recall about um, 80% of its driverless vehicles because they needed a software update after one was involved in an accident resulting in Minor injuries, uh, but nonetheless, still kind of scary to think about. Is this technology ready? Is it not? I don't know. I mean, we're going to get there someday, but it still creeps me out. Would love to know your opinion on uh, automated vehicles. And again, like so much of our, so many people are employed delivering food, uh, driving people. I mean, our entire logistical shipping industry, truckers. Do we want to replace them with robots? I don't know just yet if I'm ready for that. But I'm just a jackass radio DJ. Did you know? Welcome to the fact-finding segment of the show. Matt Bearden's back to hang about because he loves to know things. I do love to know things, and I love it when I get to know them. Well, now you're going to learn. Uh, did you know? The oldest man to live in Tokyo was 111 years old. On his birthday, officials decided to throw a special party for him and congratulate the man on living an incredible 111 years. You don't throw him a surprise party, though. That's how you kill a guy. Well, unfortunately, they discovered his skeletal remains and that he had been <laughs> dead for about 30 years as the family was collecting his pension money. <laughs> and so he, yeah, didn't didn't live to be that old, but the family had kept it up for literally a lifetime. <laughs> it's so good. That is really, oh my God. That's a hard griff to pull. Like, how do you do that? Because, well, I know how they did it. They did it. The old man croaked, left him in there, kept getting the checks. That's so awesome. Uh, did I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I meant to say that's really terrible. Rest in peace, sir. Uh, did you know? Uh, there was actually a Chilean settlement in Antarctica 
Uh, the people who live there are required to get their appendix moved. moved. No more info on that. That is not, Are you sure it's not removed? Removed. Okay, because yeah, you moved. said moved. Not moved to the, like, other side. Go to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I wonder if that's a thing in Antarctica. Like, why? If, if my the, guess is it's that the, the cold, the polar shift, the magnets. My guess is before they send you there, they want to make sure that you don't have things that would necessarily be emergencies. So you probably your tonsils have to go away, your appendix. Oh, here we go. Uh, you're exactly right. It's 600 miles to the closest hospital, so they want to uh, reduce the risk of someone needing emergency surgery. Good call. Thank you, science. I didn't even need you this time. I knew uh, the answer. Did you know? There are 40 to 50 million goldfish in Lake Ontario, but did you know? <laughs> They're not a native species. You know how they got there? People, uh, Pepperidge Farms? No, people getting free goldfish as pets and dumping them back in uh, in the lake, and they reproduce, take over, and not good. So don't keep your goldfish. Don't dump them. I feel like there's got to be 40 to 50 million uh, swimmers on all of your T-shirts. Did you know? No, socks, maybe. Wash <laughs> okay. them. They were too far. Uh, did you know? When Aerosmith was preparing for their 1977 tour, they wound up passing on a plane because they didn't think it was up to safety standards. That plane crashed later that year, unfortunately taking with us uh, the main members of Leonard Skinner. Wow, in peace. I did not Spooky. know that part of the story. That's that's dark and weird. But there's, I feel like with every, like with Stevie Ray Vaughan's crash, like wasn't there a bet? Or no, no, it was the Big Bopper and Buddy Holly. There was like yes. some with that one. It was some sort of bet. They Waylon won, Jennings. so they got to take the plane. With uh, with Stevie Ray Vaughan, it was also it wasn't a bet, but it was something similar to where they well, had he to went be- ahead on the helicopter. The rest of his band didn't. Yeah, yeah, he decided he was going to do that. Oh man, I don't, I'm not doing, never doing a helicopter, but a UFO. We'll see. Did you know there is actually a documented case of a military plane uh, shooting at a UFO? It happened in Peru in 1980. A member of the Air Force uh, was then fired on the mysterious flying object. Still has yet to be identified to this day. UFOs are real, right? Did you know? You're not going to take me down that, that one. Yeah. You don't believe in it? No, I think that there are things that haven't been identified. Like you, I just don't necessarily think that they're space aliens. Sure, they are. What else would they be? That guy shot at a duck, and then he, <laughs> did, he, he knew his boss to... was going to be PO'd he, because he shot at a duck because he yeah. wasted ammo. He wasted ammo, so he went back and he's like, "I don't know, a uh, boss. It, it was. was uh, I'm pretty sure it was a spaceship. That's why I fired that twelve thousand dollar missile. Yeah, a twelve a missile for twelve thousand dollars. It's the Peruvian <laughs> Air Force in 1980. Oh, all right, 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 right. He's already stalking you. Stock back at the CJ Morgan Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. One oh one X Nanotech Week. <laughs> Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Weird or Wired, Matt Bearden's here. Like you said, every day, different story about nanotech, little tiny robots. Yeah, you know, Weird or Wired is supposed to look at uh, futurism, stuff that's supposed to happen, technology, space, electricity. And yesterday we talked about probably the most impressive of all the nanotechnologies, uh, this coating that means that mustard won't stain your shirt. <laughs> and I thought... Hey, that's I, a problem we both have a lot. I know. And I thought, where to go after that? Uh, <laughs> spending time on talking about this great technology 
that would keep us from getting mustard stains. Uh, it turns out nanotechs are actually going to help us find better ways of fighting cancer. Now, uh, what's really more important to the world? Is it having a shirt that doesn't have a mustard stain? Or saving a loved one or a friend? It's having shirts it's, to look good, but I thought yeah. we would take the time to talk about cancer anyway. Standard cancer treatments, there's wide-ranging, right? They run the risk, unfortunately, though, of damaging the body. You have um, radiation, which can be kind of narrow, but still it's going to damage any cells around the area that you're irradiating. And then, of course, chemotherapy, if you've ever had anybody in your family. It's poison. It's poison. To kill cancer. And it definitely can kill, help to kill the cancer, but it does a pretty good job of killing a lot of our healthy cells as well. And I've had multiple members in my family who've gone through chemotherapy, and it is very, very tough on the patient. It makes you very sick. It can kind of change you forever. It can be really rough. So the cool thing about nanotech is they're developing these therapies that after they uh, enter the body, basically, they can deliver drugs or other treatments, whatever it is, directly to the targeted cancer cells, and they don't damage healthy tissues around them. I, I know that sounds insane, and it sounds futuristic, because it is. It's nanotech. It's nanotech, buddy. Uh, basically, you take these tiny... A magic it, school bus filled think, with well, kids. It's funny that we're, cause we're talking about the magic school bus. Because it kind of feels like that, I right? know, but there are these tiny... When I say robots, remember something? These robots are essentially just a building of molecules. It, don't think of it as a robot like uh, yeah. Judy from, or whatever her name was, that was on the Jetsons. It's not, it doesn't have personality, but it has been manufactured by humankind <laughs> to do something. No yeah. one knows what that is. Nobody knows the Jetsons? <laughs> you never I, watched that cartoon? I did when I was a kid, but yeah. Well, I haven't seen it in 30 years. Okay, I don't think anyone listening has seen it. Well, Anyhow, point being, it's not a mechanical machine with claws that performs tasks. It's like you said, a, a combination of molecules. Yeah, and it basically that that can that molecule can kind of then recognize when it gets to the cancerous tissue, and then release the chemotherapy or or whatever it is you have, which means that it would do significantly less damage to the patient who's already going to be weakened by the cancer as it is. They can also do other things. There's a university in Tel Aviv that they are developing nanoparticles that basically use RNA, uh, which you might be familiar with, to effectively disable a tumor's built-in armor, and then it can get inside of the tumor and then turn the tumor off. That's insane. It's really insane. We're still a little bit away from this just happening. You know what I mean? It's not available like tomorrow, um, and there's still some research that has to be done. Make sure it doesn't mutate you or give you powers. Um, Sure. I mean, or the other thing is, I mean, this is great, but also horse dewormer here is great for cancer. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Ivermectin, but over the counter. Just make sure you get that. Anyway. um, Don't get it from your doctor. It's not far away. It is on the horizon. It would be awesome for this stuff to work out. And there you go, my friends. That's a little bit of nanotech today. I say this one. And guess what? They're all going to be wired this week. This one Hell is yeah. wired. Ten foods that also make incredible straws. It's clickbait corner. Emily's back with me. Do I say straws weird? I say it very. You do. You just very southern drawl. Straws. straws. I, with an L. How yeah. do you say it? Say it. Straws. Straws. Straw. Straws. Straw. Straw. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, some dude went viral on the internet after posting a bunch of things that he made into. Edible straw straws. Straws. Here are the top edible straws, which I guess is any kind of tube-like food you can poke a hole in. Number ten, carrots. 
It's it. very uh, healthy, but uh, it's usually used to suck Cooked ranch. Carrots? Because no, no. Like, Raw carrots, you just you bore a little hole in it, and then you just suck the ranch and then eat the carrot. Okay. I didn't say this wasn't going to be disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, another one where you just use something, an actual straw, to bore a hole in it. Um, cheese sticks. Number nine, this is probably my favorite. Uh, if you've been to Disney, you know what they have that's delicious. The churros. Yes. Yes, a churro yep. straw where you bore a hole in it. Yeah. You take like a vanilla milkshake and that's how you drink your churro. Oh! No, that's that's perfect. It does make the churro a little soggy, though. So you have to be aware. Like, you got to move quick. quick. But not too yes. quick to where you get an ice headache. Yes. Uh, number seven is Slim Jims, the ultimate carnivorous I edible straw. I don't know what you would drink with that, but okay. Coca-Cola, duh. It just seems Meaty like Coke. if you're a teenager <laughs> on a Saturday night playing GoldenEye. Uh, number six, rolled wafer cookies, a Spanish street food. Yes. Um, perfect for making little straws. I agree. Also uh, great with like kind of a coffee drink or a milkshake. Mm-hmm. Number five, cereal. Yes. So Maybe. I think whenever hmm. we talked about this in the morning, I think what they were trying to say is there used to be in the early 2000s these straws that cereal companies made, and they were made out of like actual cereal. Like the and Fruit so, Loops. Like so fruit you loops. Could, oh, that rules. And then, yeah, so it was like the outside was like Fruit Loop coating, and the inside was like supposed to be like Fruit Loop icing. So whenever you sucked the milk through the straw, it would taste like Fruit Loops. Just a sugar overdose. Yes. Oh, so I, I think it. that's what they're talking about. And if so, I used to love those as a kid. Um, number one, by the way, is going to gross you out because I've done this, and I'll tell you how and why. Okay. Uh, this quick make corner: ten foods that make the best edible straws. 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 I'm learning. Yeah. Uh, veggie straws, the little French fry-like uh, snacks. I have some, though, over there in my desk. And you don't I even have to those. knock a hole in it. You just got to yeah. suck hard enough because they're kind of porous. Uh, number three, bucatini pasta. It's like a cross between spaghetti and penne. It's the yeah. ones with little holes. Good for sucking up some Alfredo. Uh, number two, this one is really great. Already hollowed out uh, Twizzlers. Yeah, uh, that I've, one's a go-to. Th- I That's one I remember as a kid, like, drinking an actual Coca-Cola or something with is out of a Twizzler because then it gets all fizzy and it's yeah. just sugary sweet. This, this, uh, this list didn't include the sour straws. No, those are good. And those, that's what, that was my choice of straw at the movie theater that as a That makes sense. Oh, yeah, movie theater's perfect for mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yeah, movie theater straw. and But I think they Stupid just, like, put it bait. under the t- Twizzler umbrella. I don't, I don't really know. Uh, one of the grossest things I've ever done is uh, at a baseball game, I think, Round Rock Express, I had one of those extra long hot dogs, oh used the toothpick God. to make a hole in it, and then drank my, attempted to drink my nacho cheese out of my nachos. Did you do this before or after it went viral? It recently went viral. Did oh, you I did not this see like that? years ago. Oh, well, well man. See, that's what I thought this whole list was, was uh, all this stuff that went viral. But yeah, I've I've sucked nacho cheese, stadium cheese out of a hot dog before. Yeah, because there's that guy at, what, the Yankees game? that okay. hollow- He hollowed out a hot dog recently and drank his beer. Through a oh, hot and dog. a beer? Yes. Woo. So that's what I thought that's, you were going to say no, about this. I just drank this. nacho cheese sauce, but he's drinking his beer? That's great. Yeah, it, was, it was gross. I mean, it is, but it's also awesome. There you go. It's your clickbait corner for today.